get persuasive on getting to read it early. In Akotar, who is Rebecca? She's a surreal. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, is yeah. that the... No, that's is that, like, the priest? The creepy priest? <laughs> no, there is no creepy. It's just, like, this weird creature who's in the forest, and every time Feyre has a question, she's like... Oh, is that the one that's like, I have you? I have a riddle for you. Yes. But she can't read. <laughs> oh no, that, that's the... That's, that's, that's a No, no, this woman... I, is. Do they have a gender? Does the cereal have a gender? Mm, they use he, him pronouns. So, prog- oh, okay, so, well, the cereal, basically, every time Pharaoh wants to know an answer, she traps him, and he's like... Woman, do I have tea for you? <laughs> she's the one. He's the. She's. He's the one that told um told her that Razan is her mate, and she was like, mate, mate, and my girl. I've known this the whole series. I did not. Like, what's the, the this riddle? Is the second, I oh, there's like Rizan. a riddle in the end of the first book when she's like being tortured what's or something. something and that can never break, but it's always there. It's like this really long, pretentious riddle, and like. When you read it, you're like, oh, you it's, read it love. And it's love. You read it and it's love. But she's illiterate, so she doesn't know. <laughs> she's just, just like, okay, it's good. I have a list of illiterate characters. characters. Oh, I love illiterate characters. No, they're so great. It's great when it's they're flawed. Like, so much, like, like I feel you like, so much like I need one more character trait. <gasps> illiterate. Or red hair. Okay. No! Red, being a red. It's Auburn, it's red! No, Neil's hair is Auburn and it's red! It's literally described as Auburn in the book. What I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, have we agreed that Rebecca's a surreal? Yeah, I think you're Nesta. I thought you were Nesta. No, no she's a lady. Please, I'm whatever that girl's name who's Rhysand's cousin. No, I'm the vampire. Oh my god, god. you're more. No, no, it's not more. it's Armin. Armin. Oh, wait, 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 back to the glass. I would definitely like to be the, um, what is it called? The little doorknob? <laughs> yes! Yes, 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 I don't remember the name. I don't remember, I don't remember you either. But you are the doorknob. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. From um, here on out, Rebecca will be referred to Roberta as Roberta is Armin. Thank you. I would drink. Though I will ruin it for you. She does turn into Faye at the end, so I feel like <laughs> you're Armin. You're I Armin. really liked it because she like, wasn't Faye. Is this like a, a, a vampire situation? Like, if you get bit by a Faye, you turn into one. Well, no, she was like she a vampire. I was fighting. She, like, jumps into the cauldron and saves the Faye world. Roberta is Armin pre-Aka, um, Accord of Frost and Starlight. Thank you. You are very kind. Okay, up next... Which of the two universes would you like to live in? The Quartz or Archeon or no, whatever wait, it's called? Guys, okay, Archeon is the last name of Feyre. Oh, that's funny. Don't remember the dramatic moment <laughs> where Eileen fell through all the worlds. Oh my god. Wait, what? Eileen, like, had to close the key or something, so Sarah just wrote, yeah. like, falling Rice through all these portals and you could see all of it. Yeah. And okay, Rice wait, no, but you're not answering the question. Which of the two worlds would Definitely you like to Definitely Akotar. I feel like I would choose Crescent City because it's the whole modern one. <clears throat> oh, is Crescent City not even yeah, tied? Crescent City, no. They're all supposed to connect. In the Sarah J. Mass universe. In the Sarah J. Mass universe. And she says that Aquatar is the series that's going to connect it because it's going to continue going on and on. Because I feel like it's the series that, like, can, can like, she can, she's overcomplicated Throne of Glass and she's already she overcomplicated Crescent her. City within one book. So Aquatar's kind of been, like, her safe bet. Like, she's okay. overcomplicating it, like, slowly. And there's also the human world, which is nice. Yeah. And, oh my god, and isn't they are pregnant? She already had the baby. His name is Nyx. Which is also uh, Santana Lopez's second wait, personality. Isn't there another <laughs> character named Nyx? Isn't that a character in Red Queen? <clears throat> is that not the little. What? The guard. What's the guard's name? I don't know. It's not Nix, is it? It's not Nix. It's not. But you Nick's. know what Nix sounds like? What? Nixon. I thought you were gonna know some like weird song or like I, I did too. I did. That's what came out of my 
national anthem. But I figured out I don't actually know the tune. Okay, before we get critical of Sarah J. Mass, I think we should talk about things that we really love about her books. <laughs> or what? I'm trying to learn. What court would we live in? That's oh, also a good question. I don't, I don't know, know the court. Supreme court. What are all the courts? Okay, like? let me. Okay. Oh, Supreme. night court. They're emo. Yeah, Rebecca definitely would be night court. I feel like I, I would we're both be in fun. Like you I would be, be like summer court. Yeah, you, I was court, about I to say know. you would be oh, the wait, summer I court. I think the day I would court. be in summer because court. The, no, you I think would be no. The night I court. think I'd be in summer court. She would be in night court. No. I would be in day court. For, Rebecca would, would be in okay, summer. Okay, everyone shut up. I would be in summer. I'm the one that read the book. Day court. I read the books too. Day court is like all about like education and. I've had some. I would be day court. Rebecca would be night court. I'm not night court. You're saying I'm night court, but I'm not night court. She would be like. I would be summer court. All know this. Okay, fine. Your summer court. What's summer court about? It's just like has the ocean and like it has that one guy that they stole from in the second book. And that's exactly all. that proves my entire personality. Okay, it has like creepy roommates too. I would be in the spring so, court. So does I would be Tamlin's mate, and there's no other explanation <laughs> that than that is the fact that it's it's real. Wait, what's fine. day court? What? It's the like, night there's court. different courts. There's no day court. No, there, there is, is a day, day court. court. That's my court. It's day, dawn, night. Spring, summer, Ooh, autumn. Dawn. I don't know. I think it's autumn. And then there's winter. And then supposedly there's another court that's like wait, wait, there's sunset. Should, or there like should probably be a like court where like each court you are is your zodiac sign. Oh my god. Say, Sarah, there's your idea from your new book. Instead of courts. The zodiac the courts. A court of Virgo and Capri. <laughs> Oh my god, in the Wattpad book I was reading, it was like, Capri, and someone commented, no, thank you, I'm a Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well then, I want to get back to the original question before we really jump into the critical aspect, which doesn't make sense because we have 15 minutes left. I feel like we've been critiquing her pretty well. I have to, but I want to actually, well then, let's start with the critiques, and I do want to close by, like, somewhat optimistic about how they, the books, like, we have read them, and we have enjoyed Mm -hmm. them to an extent, Mm -hmm. but... Mm, Not all of us. (laughs) I guess we should start by saying, like... Um, what is your least favorite book of all oh, of them? Oh, that's a good one. I, I can say, I can say mine. Someone Empire said. of Storms. Oh, why? It was really? so long. It makes no sense. It was like the height of the Rowan and Eileen ship. You had, you knew you had the two longest books left. You and know, what's your favorite? Not, and what's your, like, least and favorite books? No, well, we'll do the optimistic after. Stop. The thing is... One thing I don't like about Sarah J. Mass is that while she does a really great job of showing that hetero women can have more than one relationship, mm-hmm. which breaks the trope of, like, yeah, the one yeah, in yeah. young adult fiction, um, they're not trope. They're not always healthy. Like, I I don't think... I don't think Rowan and Eileen I think Kayla and Eileen was healthier. Kayla and Eileen definitely was healthier. I think Rowan and Eileen... I think she did care more about Nahemia than she cared about Kayla. Oh, definitely. But that was also, like, I felt, okay, Nahemia's death really felt like a deus ex machina for me, because I think Sarah wanted... And that's what the critique was. Like, it isn't that, like... Oh, wait, can I finish? I I feel like literally Sarah wrote that to finish Kale and Selena's relationship. Like, I feel like that was the point of it. So she could open... I I think... I feel like that was the whole point, and then on top of that, to use, like, the only character of color. And she talks about it for, like, the entire rest of the series. I disagree on most accounts. Well, you've read it, who, you've read more, most times, right? 
I, I've read, like, I've read the series, like, twice at this point. Okay, then you probably, Rebecca's I, read it the most recently. Yes. I think that the reason why, like, yes, the critique is she killed off the one POC, like, the one yeah, like that, POC character. that trope, it, it's a racist trope, and it happens over and over again where characters yeah. of color get mm-hmm. killed so That's that white characters can go on through their journey. It's sort of like, um, the, when male characters lose a wife or a significant like, other so that to be propelled. So it does. <laughs> and, yeah. like, that's also a sexist trope. I just, that's for sure. But what were you going to say, Fernanda? I just feel like, I don't know, like, I think, yes, it was, like, wrong that, like, it's the, like, that was the only character, like, the POC character that died. But I also think that, like, it wasn't, it wasn't to end Cole and Eileen's relationship. Because their relationship, like, it was going to end either way. And it was, had mm. already ended. Like, at that point, How? like. Because Kel and Eileen were already, like, they weren't talking. I think it's Kel. Mm, we're not going to get into that right now. Um, <laughs> we'll finish out with that. Eileen, like, it was going to end either way when Eileen told him that she was Eileen and not Selena. So, like, no, it wasn't. But, like, it didn't end because He of still helped her at the end. I don't know. When I read it, I remember thinking there was no point to the relationship ending. I felt like it was really forced. Um, mm-hmm. That said, while I was saying that I love that... Eileen, here's what I was trying to say actually. While I love that Sarah J. Mouse shows that hetero women can have multiple relationships, not all relationships are healthy. Yes, I agree. No, but not even on that. I don't think her romances are well developed. Mm-mm. Yes, they're very, she... I don't know, physically driven and not so much about development. And because like, they're not romance books, and that's like, that's what mm-hmm. sucks. Because like, if you're not going to make them a romance book, then well, like, I feel, don't I will that say that I feel like, I will say that I think the romances are one of the most important stories. And it's why her exactly. books sell. But, like, she doesn't... No, I don't think that's why her book sold. Akrotar sold because of the compelling war story. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. But, like, also, like, yeah, like, Feyre... Not Feyre. Um, Eileen and Rowan's relationship wasn't healthy at the start of the book, but I think it's because, like, also, like, the circumstances that they were put in. Rysan and Feyre is a completely different story because Rysan is made Well, let's to focus be, on like, Throne of Glass for the moment because I feel like we should address... Akrotar, but I think the way Sarah approached romance in that book is a little different, don't you think? I think she wrote the romance better and like I think she learned and she wrote it better in Akrotar. Oh you do? Like I think Throne of Glass. You once main... told me you liked Rysan. I did. Well mm-hmm. because Rysan like that's what I'm saying, like Throne of Glass's main plot line was not the romance. Like it was Oh it you're was a so subplot. Right. So that's why like yeah, she like made it like in I agree with Rebecca, like Emperor Storms was like such a big deal of Vernon and Eileen, but like where was the emotional You know what like, it is? I wonder if using mates is a way to cop out it's, of writing yeah, compelling exactly. romances. Like you don't need to write like because like in romance books, a big part of the whole like like the start it's a of slow it, burn of the development. Is, yeah, that's why like has an like selection. So good. Three series, no. three books for her to just realize that she loves him. I know it's annoying, but in like in Sh- in Grishaverse, like. Kazan and Nash have like a super long slow burn. It's still like, not even over. The, exactly to make that emotional connection, but using the fact like it is a cop out. Like saying that they're mates is just like oh they have the click. The same thing happens across the city, which you guys didn't read, but like Bryce and Hunt don't have a build up at all. It's just like oh they're mates. Well then let's just go and say that while we dislike that there is no development in the romance, we understand the lack of it because she uses the mate yeah. system as a cop out. Okay. That said, I really. It's just so heteronormative. You know, like, mates makes it sound like it's very biologically driven, which not Mm -hmm. only is that uh, homophobic, but it could also even be transphobic to say Mm -hmm. that it's so biological. Oh, yeah. The books are definitely, like, okay, like, 
None of the main... She has one main character that, like, her more in the Aquatar series comes out to Feyre, but she says that she sleeps with men. So oh, and she, I will say that, actually, Adion has also talked about sleeping with men, so we don't know if he... But Adion sleep... No, 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 no. Adion sleeping with men was a cop-out because Sarah got hate in the Throne of Glass series for not... For having one... Bi- like, one, um... Only a chef. Was it... It was yeah, a it was, chef. It was in... It was yeah, one gay couple... And, and they were literally, like, it was just that, like, the only explanation for them was that they were mates and they held hands. They did not kiss. They did not hug. No, 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 no. It was, like, so low-key. Like, yeah. you had to pay so close attention you to what to, like, they were really saying. You had to, like, really be looking for it to understand. Like, you mm-hmm. had to be looking at the dialogue. When, like, in reality, in those books, you're just waiting for everything to get back to Kaul. You're just looking at Dorian's plotline. So you're not actually, like, re- like looking for the details. So she got so much hate for only having one, like, um, homosexual couple that she was like, oh, okay, let me write another one. Adion has, like, kissed a boy. And it's like, no, that's not, that's, like, not, and Adion explains it. Like, he was like, well, you need to, like, use your needs and, like, get rid of oh. them. Like, Adion, that's not how life works, honey bunny. That's so, so terrible. No. I feel like that's also kind of fetishizing gay couples. Oh, like, definitely. Like, your needs. And then and, like, in Aquatar, like, a quick in, intro. In Aquatar, it's the worst, like, it, that was when I was like, oh, and Caroline brought it to light to me better. Caroline Keyes is our family friend. We love yes. her. Moore comes out as bi, as, no, I think she comes out as a lesbian to Feyre. And Feyre's like, well, why don't you tell people, like, Bryson won't, like, he won't judge you for this. And, and Moore goes like, no, it's like, I have to sleep with guys to protect myself. And it's like, no, oh are you, God. like, explicitly saying that there's homophobia in the Night Court? Because, A, like, Feyre, you're, at this point, she was High Lady of the Night Court, so she could have fixed it. Even though, like, obviously, that's, like, another thing where, like, she doesn't really have any power, and she's, like, 21, and that's a kind of a problem. <laughs> um, and then, like, Rysand is, like, like, she's, more is Rysand's cousin, so, like, how does Rysand not, like, understand this? And, like, it's, more literally does not come up in any of the other books. The thing that I dislike about that is that I feel like Sarah J. Mass is appropriating the coming out story exactly. for the sake of Which creating drama, creating drama in her book. We have talked about. I don't think writing queer relationships is like as a straight person. Yeah, because you're just writing love. Yeah, yeah. But as a straight person, you shouldn't. You, I don't think you're. Specifically queer experiences Mm -hmm. that are specific to the queer community should not be appropriated by authors who don't have those experiences. Casey McQuiston is, she's queer and she has come out. Well, it's like sort of in the way that, I don't know their pronouns. I think, oh, does Casey McQuiston use they, them pronouns? No, she's she, they. Oh, she, they. Yeah. Okay. She's gender fluid then. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, wait, what was I going to say? It's sort of like, um, I don't know. It's, it's. Like, there's that book, American Dirt. We've talked about appropriation before. I love that book. We've talked about appropriation before. And American Dirt, if I remember correctly, is written by a white-passing Puerto Rican woman Mm -hmm. who talks about the Mexican migration story. Not even Mexican. From her husband's Irish immigration experience. So, I mean, it's just this thing where it's like, I I love seeing authors create... Mexican American, Latino, Chicano characters. But don't write the but story it, of the struggle of being that if you have Because that experience is individual. Which to I and also that think that came up in that topic of American Dirt is that, well, all these Hispanic writers, they don't want to have to be writing immigrant stories and they want that representation, but they don't want to be the ones who have to. Well, they don't want to be expected to do that. No, and I guess. And you the, shouldn't be. Well, mm-hmm. it's also like 
people of marginalized communities are not responsible for correcting offenses made against mm-hmm. them. Yeah. But oftentimes, they're the only ones who end up fighting for it, I which is really think... hard to deal with. That said, I'm just going to finish this really quick for now, and then I'll pass it back to you. Um, actually, I forgot what I was going to say. I'll just pass it straight to you. I was just going to say that, like, I think the fact that there isn't, like, I think Sarah uses the fact that, like, people are like, well, you can't write a coming out story, you can't write POCs, as, like, an excuse of, like, oh, I'm just not gonna write it. Facts. That doesn't mean, like, no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that, like, okay, you want to write a queer character. Okay, then just don't write the coming out story. Or ask a friend, like, she can ask, like, a queer author, like, like, educate yourself so she can know how to, like, correctly, like, write this. And it doesn't have, like, I feel like authors think that when they have a queer character, it's automatically you have to have, like, this amazing coming out story. Like, no, like, queer characters can just be queer. Yeah, the queer story is not limited to coming out. And the same thing goes for POC characters. Like, you can have a POC character that doesn't experience racism. That would be perfect. Like, you have to explicitly acknowledge that they're a different race. Or in this, because it's a fantasy book, I guess, like, they don't have, like, the explicit, like, races of, like, Asian or Latino. So, like, you have to expl- explain that they're explicitly a different race. Which I feel like they did color. really well in The Grisha yes. Force. I think so I well. Because she assigned, she kind of used yeah. cultures to create her. And yeah, the Shuhan, exactly. um, the great world building. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think Grisha, I don't want to, like, I don't want to give, like, Sarah, like, a way out of, like, the fact that she doesn't have representation in her book, but I think it's a little harder for her because she's creating a whole new world and a whole new culture rather than basing it off things. Also, who's like, reading her books? Like, those are selling for what she's writing and people exactly. are still complaining. I don't think Sarah feels the pressure to make representation, which, like, is also, like, partly our Because she's part. a cis hetero white yeah. woman, you know? And she, and I understand all, it's ignorance. And we haven't, like, put the pressure on for representation until now. Like, I haven't seen, like... When, like, you were reading Throne of Glass, like, obviously, like, you noticed it, but it wasn't, like, a big deal. Like, now, like, that's all people talk about in Akotar and, like, any Sarah J. Mass book. And she's learning from it. Like, there's definitely more, like, POC characters. I don't want to say queer characters because there isn't, but, like, in Crescent City, there's more POC characters. But does she write them correctly? No. Is it just, like, a small thing? And I hate talking to, like, my white friends about this that are, like, oh, but I love, like, I don't know how it but, like, I love Crescent City. It has so great representation. You're going to love something and still be critical and of it. And then they're, like, all the bad boys are POCs. And I'm, like, they're literally tan skin girl. Like, come on. No, yeah. And I think, are there any disabled that, like, well, like, no. Tower of question mark, and then yeah. she went back on it, like, as mm-hmm. if disability is something well, to have to be overcome. She, well, like, she didn't fully. go back. She, she, she like, he she, still, he, I don't he want to still has it, and he always like says, give Sarah the credit for writing Well, then let's just go ahead and say, if I, re- I never read Tower of John, but correct me if I'm wrong, Kale is paralyzed from the waist down, and at the end of Tower and Dawn, he and his partner basically share the pain that he struggles with so that they can both walk and they're able-bodied yeah no but if like his partner urine if anything happens to her he gets very injured it's, and he it's can more like walk. it's more like urine like if urine yeah. so his whole health is based on urine mm-hmm. because urine like used her powers like her healing powers to heal him so if urine heals a bunch of people like his healing power like it's kind of like I guess, like, because, like, you know how Lorcan always fixes Eileen's ankle? But, like, if Lorcan's not paying attention to fixing Eileen's ankle, Eileen's ankle Oh, I understand. So, Yurina's, like, exerting her power to, like, help Kaul at the same time as healing other people. So, like, in war, she has to, like, heal a dead person. Like, Kaul's done. Like, I just really, I think that it wasn't... It wasn't well written at all. No, it wasn't but I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. That was, was such a missed opportunity. But there I are mean, so many missed opportunities in that book. Is it bad? <laughs> like... I feel like if she had tried to take, like, grasp onto that and be like, oh, yes, I'll play along with this, like, 
disabled character, like, I feel like she would have written it so badly, like, worse than See, and that's the thing, is that she's not even trying. Like, that's what bothers me, is that we still don't have a protagonist Mm -hmm. of color. Mm -hmm. We still don't have a queer protagonist. And And you see all these other writers, and they've, like, progressed. And it's just, like, Aaliyah. Aaliyah's lovely. Wait, explain this, Rebecca. Okay, like, starting with Sean O'Bone, how many POC characters are there? Zip. No, there's There's so many. Oh, <laughs> Shadow and Bone. I thought you meant like the first book. Yeah. Oh, there's um. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, there's no. not many. In like the Grishaverse, there's a lot. Well, and yeah, the, and the TV show adaptation. Like yes. Ninth House is a Hispanic character who's like, it's really good representation. Like at the end. and like, what's the cost? Like educating yourself for like a year or two on the different culture, on a different like position. And of she a didn't even have to write a culture for exactly like broken. You're not. You're you're just not it's saying doesn't, like it's this. I think Sarah is rushed right a lot, which Lee is, like, Lee has learned not to be rushed, but, like, Sarah is rushed to produce two books of every series a year. I'm just hesitant to use that as an excuse, no, though. No, that's, a, it's not oh, an excuse, no. it's an explanation. I think she doesn't, oh, like, okay. I don't think she, like, puts that at the top of her list, which she should be, obviously. Like, it is very important to, like, cat- categorize, like, representation is an important part. But I also think people read Lee's books for that aspect of it, while people who are reading Sarah's books for... I the definitely think it's about how it's being sold. Like, exactly. It's what it's being marketed as. Like, it isn't marketed as, like, a queer book or, like, a rep- like a no, book with representation. That no, sounds so right. bad. No, I think she's... I think it's been re- really reinforced that she doesn't need to include people because she's been successful as So before we finish this episode, I think each of us should say something short to Sarah J. Maas. Like, really short, just to, like, summarize how we feel about her books, like, the impact they've had on us, good or bad, and just finish it that way. Right, even relationships. The man does not need to be protective over the woman. Yeah, facts. True. Okay. Um, Don't use the scar trope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I will go ahead and say, Sarah J. Mass, your books were very enjoyable when I was at a young age, but they also, you know, what is it called? They exposed me to dangerous tropes about race, ethnicity, and sexuality. And I think that's really harmful, and even though you have been reinforced by your success, I think there's still work and progress that you can do. And that's not to say, like, you need to stop writing, but, like, I think you can do better, and I know that you can, so please do. Sarah, I love your books. Um, But, yeah, I think you just need to, like, work on yourself and maybe just (laughs) educate yourself a little bit more. And, like, I get it. Like, it's rough, like, when everyone's, like, because, like, she's probably, like, she's obviously heard all this criticism and, like, heard everyone, Back. like, telling her that, like, everything that she's, like, doing is wrong. And she is a very, like, okay, I'm just going to stop interrupting she, you. Yeah, like, geez. <laughs> she's, like, sorry, you're a great author. Like, I love your books. I love all the plot lines. But it's just, like, putting a little more time into your writing and maybe, like, talking to friends around you and, like, friends that have written queer relationships and have written POC characters and seeing what they use and talking to people like Lee that like is a straight cis woman and there's that rumor though that she said something mean to Lee oh yes there is a maybe you can shut up and stop being rude to Lee right <laughs> now because she's the queen of everyone and like you're nothing I'm joking Sarah I love you Sarah does <laughs> um, have more power please don't sign the book like. that I ordered um but yeah I don't know I think you just should just talk to some authors that have like are in the same position as you that are like white cis women and straight cis women and learn from them and see what you can do because this doesn't mean like you have to write a whole book about the queer experience a whole book about the POC experience but it does mean that you can put a little time into writing like a subplot line where like (laughs) one like you have so many POVs in your books that like maybe just putting some time to writing a book with one queer character or one POC character and we'll be happy (laughs) well I will be happy but it's a step in the right direction okay
So that's it for our show today. To learn more about us, feel free to check out our website, cheesemanpodcast.com or our Instagram at cheesemanpodcast. Thank you for listening to us ramble today, and we hope you'll join us for our next episode. That was really well said, Fernanda, your, your letter to Sarah. I just wanted to bring that Persuasive on getting to read it early. In Akotar, who is Rebecca? She's a surreal. Mm, oh my god, yeah. is that the. No, that's is that like the priest? The creepy priest? <laughs> no, there is no creepy. It's just like this weird creature who's in the forest, and every time Figure has a question, she's like. Oh, is that the one that's like, I have you. I have a riddle for you. Yes. But she can't read. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's the. That's, that's, that's a Memoratha. No, no, this woman. I, is. Do they have a gender? Does the surreal have a gender? Mm, they use he, him pronouns. So progressive. Oh, okay, oh. well, the serial, basically, every time Feyre wants to know an answer, she traps him, and he's like, woman, do I have tea for you? <laughs> she's the one, he's the, she's, he's the one that told, um, told her that Rosanna's her mate. And she was like, mate, mate, and my girl, I've known this the whole series. I did not. Like, What's the, the this riddle? This is the second I Oh, there was, like, Rizanna. a riddle in the end of the first book when she's, like, being tortured What's or something. something and that can camera. never break but it's always there? It's, like, this, this really long, pretentious riddle, and, like, when you read it, you're like, oh, you read it's it, love. And it's love. You read it, and it's love. But she's and... illiterate, so she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, just like, okay, it's I'm probably the literate characters. Oh, I love illiterate characters. No, they're so great. It's great when it's they're flawed. Like, adds so much, like, like I feel like, so much like I need one more character trait. <gasps> illiterate. Or <laughs> red hair. Oh, no! Red being a red it's hair. It's Auburn. It's red. No, Neil's hair is Auburn. And it's red. Day. It's literally described as Auburn in the book. What character is I mean, I, I <laughs> <laughs> So, have we agreed that Rebecca's a surreal? Yeah, I think you're Nesta. I thought you were Nesta. No, no she's a lady. Please, I'm whatever that girl's name who's Rhysand's cousin. No, I'm the vampire. Oh my god, one. you're more! No, no it's no. not more, it's Armin. Armin. I oh, wait, wait, back to the of glass. I would definitely like to be the, um, what is it called? The little doorknob? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, 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 I don't remember the name. I don't remember, I don't remember the name. either. But you are the doorknob. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. From um, here on out, Rebecca will be referred to Roberta as Roberta is Armin. Thank you. I would drink. Though I will ruin it for you. She does turn into Faye at the end. So I feel like... Your Armin... Your Armin... What if she wasn't Faye? Is this like a... Your Armin in that situation? Like if you get bit by a Faye, you turn into one. Well, she was like a vampire. I was buying. She like jumps into the cauldron and saves the Faye world. Roberta is Armin pre-Accord of Frost and Starlight. Thank you. You are very kind. Okay, up next... Which of the two universes would you like to live in? The Quartz or Archeon or whatever no, wait, it's called? Guys, okay, Archeon remember... is the last name of Feyre. Oh, that's funny. Don't remember the dramatic moment where Eileen <laughs> fell through all the worlds. Oh my god. Wait, what? Eileen, like, had to close the key or something, so Sarah just wrote, yeah, like, falling Rysan through all these portals and you could see all of it. Yeah, and Okay, Rysan wait, no, but you're not answering the question. Which of the two worlds would Definitely you like to Definitely Akotar. I feel like I would choose Crescent City because it's the whole modern one. <clears throat> oh, is Crescent City not even yeah, tied? Crescent City, no. They're all just supposed to connect. In the Sarah J. Mass universe. In the Sarah J. Mass universe. And she says that Aquatar is the series that's going to connect it because it's going to going on and on. Because I feel like it's the series that, like, 
can, can like she can she's overcomplicated Throne of Glass and she's already she overcomplicated Crescent City within one book. So Avatar's kind of been like her safe bet. Like she's okay. overcomplicating it like slowly. And there's also the human world, which is nice. Yeah. And, oh my god, isn't they are pregnant? She already had the baby. His name is Nix. Which is also uh, Santana Lopez's second wait, personality. Isn't there Thank another you. character named Nix? Isn't that a character in Red <clears throat> Is that not the little What? The guard. What's the guard's name? I don't know. It's not Nix, is it? It's not Nix. It's not. But you know what Nix sounds like? What? Nixon. That you were gonna know some like weird song or like I I did too. That's what came out of my head. I was gonna sing the national anthem, but I figured out I don't actually know the tune. Okay, before we get critical of Sarah J. Mass, I think we should talk about things that we really love about her books. (laughs) Or what? What court would we live in? That's also a good question. I don't don't know the court. What are all the courts? Okay, let me. Okay. Oh, night court. They're emo. Yeah, Rebecca definitely would be Night Court. I feel like I we're both in Night Court. Like, you I would, would be like Summer Court. Yeah, you, I was court, about to say, know. you would be oh, the wait, Summer Court. I think I would court. be in Summer because Court. The, no, you I would think, be in no, Night I Court. No, I think I would be in Summer Court. She would be in Night Court. No. I would be in Day Court. For, Rebecca would, would be in Summer. Okay, everyone shut up I would be in Summer. Day Court? I read the books too. Day Court is like all about like education and knowledge. I've had to go would be Day Court. Rebecca would be Night Court. I'm not Night Court. You're saying I'm Night Court, but I'm not Night Court. She would be like... I would be Summer Court all know this. Okay, fine. You're summer court. What's summer court about? It's just like has the ocean and like it has that one guy that they stole from in the second book. And that's exactly. All. That proves my type personality. Okay. It has like creamy roommates too. I would be in the spring so, court. So does I would be Tamlin's mate, and there's no other explanation <laughs> for that than that is the terrible. fact that it's it's real. Wait, what's Sorry. day court? What? It's the like, hey, there's court. different courts. There's no day court. No, there, there is, is a day, day court. court. That's my court. It's day, dawn, night. Spring, summer, Ooh, autumn. I don't know. I think it's autumn. And then there's winter. And then supposedly there's another court that's like wait, wait, there's sunset. Should, or there like should probably be a like court where like each court you say, are is your zodiac sign. Oh my god. Sarah, there's your idea for your new book. Instead of courts. The zodiac the courts. <laughs> well, like a court of Virgo and Capri. <laughs> Oh my god, in the Wattpad book I was reading, it was like, Capri, and someone commented, no, thank you, I'm a Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well then, I want to get back to the original question before we really jump into the critical aspect, which doesn't make sense because we have 15 minutes left. I feel like we've been critiquing her pretty well. I have to, but I want to actually, well then, let's start with the critiques, and I do want to close by, like, somewhat optimistic about how they, the books, like, we have read them, and we have enjoyed Mm -hmm. them to an extent, but... Mm, Not all of us. (laughs) I guess we should start by saying, like, um, what is your least favorite book of all oh, of them? Oh, that's a good one. I, I can I can say mine. Someone Empire said- of Storms. Oh, why? It was so long. It makes no sense. It was like the height of the Roman Eileen ship. You had you knew you had the two longest books left. You and know what's your favorite? Enough- what's your like least and favorite books? No, well, let's play. we'll do the optimistic after. Stop. The thing is. One thing I don't like about Sarah J. Mass is that while she does a really great job of showing that hetero women can have more than one relationship, mm-hmm. which breaks the trope of, like, yeah, the one yeah, in yeah. young adult fiction, um, they're not trope. They're not always healthy. Like, I I don't think... I don't think Rowan and Eileen I think Kayla and Eileen was healthier. Kayla and Eileen definitely was healthier. I think Rowan and Eileen 
I think she Will, did care more end, about Nahemia than she cared about Carol. Oh, definitely. But that was also, like, I felt, okay, Nahemia's death really felt like a deus ex machina for it, me. Oh, because yeah. I for, think Sarah wanted... And that's wanted, what the critique was. Like, it isn't that, like... Oh, wait, can I finish? Really yeah. I, I feel like literally Sarah wrote that to finish Kale and Selena's relationship. Like, I feel like that was the point so of it. So she could open... And I don't think so. I think... I feel like that was the whole point, and then on top of that, to use, like, the only character of color... And she talks about it for, like, the entire rest of the series. I disagree on most accounts. Well, you've read it... Who... You've read more, most times, right? I, I've read, like, I've read the series, like, twice at this point. Okay, then you probably... I mean, I, I've read it the most recently. Yes. I think that the reason why... Like, yes. The critique is she killed off the one POC... Like, the one explicitly yeah, like that, POC character. that trope, it, it's a racist trope, and it happens over and over again where characters yeah. of color get mm-hmm. killed so That's that white characters can go on to their journey. It's sort of like um, the... When male characters lose a wife or a significant really? other so that to be propelled. It does. And <laughs> yeah. like that's also a sexist trope. I just that's for sure. But what were you gonna say, Fernanda? I just feel like I don't know, like I think Yes, it was like wrong that like it's the like that was the only character like the POC character that died. But I also think that like it wasn't it wasn't to end Kaul and Eileen's relationship because their relationship like it wasn't end either way and it was had mm. already ended. Like at that point How? like because Kel and Eileen were already, like, they weren't talking. I think it's Kel. I, um, we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> um, we'll finish out with that debate. Eileen, like, it was going to end either way when Eileen told him that she was Eileen and not Selena. So, like, no, it wasn't. But, like, it didn't end because He of, still helped her at the end. I don't know. When I read it, I remember thinking there was no point to the relationship ending. I felt like it was really forced. Um, mm-hmm. That said, while I was saying that I love that... Eileen, here's what I was trying to say, actually. While I love that Sarah J. Mouse shows that hetero women can have multiple relationships. Not all relationships are healthy. Yes, I agree. No, but not even on that. I don't think her romances are well-developed. Yes. They're very, I don't know, physically driven and not so much about development. And because, like, they're not romance books. And that's, like, that's what sucks. Mm. Because, like, if you're not going to make them a romance book, then, like, feel I will say that I feel like, I will say that I think the romances are one of the most important stories. And it's why her books sell. But, like, she doesn't... No, I don't think that's why her book Akrotar sold. sold because of the compelling war story. No. <laughs> okay, no. But, like, also, like, yeah, like, Feyre... Not Feyre. Um, Eileen and Rowan's relationship wasn't healthy at the start of the book, but I think it's because, like, also, like, the circumstances that they were put in. Rysand and Feyre is a completely different story because Rysand is made Well, let's to focus be, on like, Throne of Glass for the moment because I feel like we should address... Akrotar, but I think the way Sarah approached romance in that book is a little different, don't you think? I think she wrote the romance better and like I think she learned and she wrote it better in Aquatar. Oh you do? Like I think Throne of Glass. You once main... told me you liked Rysan. I did. Well, mm-hmm. because Rysan like that's what I'm saying, like Throne of Glass's main plotline was not the romance. Like it was Oh, it you're was a so subplot. Right. So that's why like, yeah, she like made it like in I agree with Rebecca, like Emperor Storms was like such a big deal of Vernon and Eileen, but like where was the emotional You know what it like, is? I wonder if using mates is a way to cop out it's, of writing yeah, compelling exactly. romances. Like, you don't need to write... Because, like, like, in romance books, a big part of the whole, like, like the it's start the of it... It's the slow the development. Yeah, that's why, like, has an Like, selection. So three, three, no. three books for her to just realize that she loves them. I know, it's annoying. But in, like, in, Sh- in Grishaverse, like... Kaz and Inej have, like, a super long slow It's still like, not even to over. Make the, exactly, to make that emotional connection. But using the fact, like, it is a cop Like, saying that they're mates is just like, oh, they have the click. The same thing happened across the city, which you guys didn't read, but, like, Bryce and Hunt don't have a build-up at all. It's just like, oh, 
They're mates. Well, then let's just go and say that while we dislike that there is no development in the romance, we understand the lack of it because she uses the mate system as a cop-out. Okay. That said, I really... It's just so heteronormative. You know, like, mates makes it sound like it's very biologically driven, which not Mm -hmm. only is that uh, homophobic, but it could also even be transphobic to say Mm -hmm. that it's so biological. Oh, yeah. The books are definitely, like, okay, like, none of the main, she has one main character that, like, her more in the Aquatar series comes out to Feyre, but she says that she sleeps with men. Oh, and I will say that, actually, Adion has also talked about sleeping with men, so we don't know if he. But Adion sleep, no, 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 no. Adion sleeping with men was a cop-out because Sarah got hate in the Throne of Glass series for not, for having one, bi- like, one, um... Only a chef. Was it... It was yeah, a it chef. Was, it was in the... Yeah, one hour. gay couple, and, and they were literally, like, it was just that, like, the only explanation for them was that they were mates and they held hands. They did not kiss, they did not hug. No, 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 no. It was, like, so low-key. Like, yeah. you had to pay so close attention you to what to, like, they were really saying. You had to, really be looking for it to understand. Like, mm-hmm. You had to be looking at the dialogue. When, like, in reality, in those books, you're just waiting for Eileen to get back to Kabul. You're just looking at Dorian's plotline. So you're not actually, like, re- like looking for the details. So she got so much hate for only having one, like, um, homosexual couple that she was like, oh, okay, let me write another one. Adion has, like, kissed a boy. And it's like, no, that's not, that's, like, not, and Adion explains that he was like, well, you need to, like, use your needs and, like, get rid of them. Like, Adion, that's not how life works, honey bunny. That's so, so terrible. No. I feel like that's also kind of fetishizing gay couples. Oh, like, know your needs. And then and, in like, Aquatar, just, like, a quick and, intro. And Aquatar, it's the worst, like, it, that was when I was like, oh, and Caroline brought it to light to me better. Caroline Keyes is our family friend. We love yes. her. Moore comes out as bi, as, no, I think she comes out as a lesbian to Feyre. And Feyre's like, well, why don't you tell people, like, Rising won't, like, he won't judge you for this. And, and Moore goes like, no, it's like, I have to sleep with guys to protect myself. And it's like, no, oh are you, God. like, explicitly saying that there's homophobia in the Night Court? Because, A, like, Feyre, you're, at this point, she was High Lady of the Night Court, so she could have fixed it. Even though, like, obviously, that's, like, another thing where, like, she doesn't really have any power, and she's, like, 21, and that's a kind of a problem. <laughs> um, and then, like, Rysand is, like, like, she's more as Rysand's cousin, so, like, how does Rysand not, like, understand this? And, like, it's more literally does not come up in any of the other books. The thing that I dislike about that is that I feel like Sarah J. Mass is appropriating the coming out story exactly. for the sake of Which creating drama, creating drama in her book. This. We have talked about how I don't think writing queer relationships is like as a straight person. Yeah, because you're just writing love. Yeah. Yeah. But as a straight person you shouldn't you I don't think you're Specifically, queer can, experiences yes. mm-hmm. that are specific to the queer community should yeah. not be appropriated because by Casey, authors who don't have those experiences. Casey McQuiston is she's queer and she has come out. Well, it's like sort of in the way that I don't remember what their I pronouns. Think, oh, does no, Casey McQuiston use they them pronouns? No, she's just she, she they. Oh, she they. Yeah, okay. She's gender fluid then. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, wait, what was I gonna say? It's sort of like um, I don't know. It's it's. Like, there's that book, American Dirt, and we've talked about appropriation before. I love that book. We've talked about appropriation before, and American Dirt, if I remember correctly, is written by a white-passing Puerto Rican woman Mm -hmm. who talks about the Mexican migration story. Not even Mexican. From her husband's Irish immigration experience. So, I mean, it's just this thing where it's like, I would, I love seeing authors create 
Mexican American, Latino, Chicano character. But don't write the but story it, of the struggle of being that if you because have that experience is individual. Which to that I mean, also I think that came up in that topic of American Dirt is that well, all these Hispanic writers they don't want to have to be writing immigrant stories and they want that representation, but they don't want to be the ones who have to. Well, they don't want to be expected to do that. No, and I guess and you the, shouldn't be. Well, it's also like. People of marginalized communities are not responsible for correcting offenses made against mm-hmm. them. Yeah. But oftentimes, they're the only ones who end up fighting for it, I which is think- really it's hard to deal with. That said, I'm just going to finish this really quick for now, and then I'll pass it back to you. Um, actually, I forgot what I was going to say. I'll just pass it straight to you. I was just going to say that, like, I think the fact that there isn't, like, I think Sarah uses the fact that, like, people are like, well, you can't write a coming out story, you can't write POCs, as, like, an excuse of, like, oh, I'm just not gonna write it. Facts. That doesn't mean, like, no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that, like, okay, you want to write a queer character. Okay, then just don't write the coming out story. Or ask a friend, like, she can ask, like, a queer author, like, it's, like, educate yourself so she can know how to, like, correctly, like, write this. And it doesn't have, like, I feel like authors think that when they have a queer character, it's automatically you have to have, like, this amazing coming out story. Like, no, like, queer characters Being can just be queer. Yeah, the queer story is not limited to coming out. And the same thing goes for POC characters. Like, you can have a POC character that doesn't experience racism. That would be perfect. Like, you have to explicitly acknowledge that they're a different race. Or in this, because it's a fantasy book, I guess, like, they don't have, like, the explicit, like, races of, like, Asian or Latino. So, like, you have to expl- explain that they're explicitly a different Which I feel like they did color. really well in The Grisha yes. Force. I think. So I well. Because she assigned, she kind of used yeah. cultures to create her. And yeah, the Shuhan. Exactly. Um, she the has great mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think Grisha, I don't want to, like, I don't want to give, like, Sarah, like, a way out of, like, the fact that she doesn't have representation in her book, but I think it's a little harder for her because she's creating a whole new world and a whole new culture rather than basing it off of things. Also, who's like, reading her books? Like, those are selling for what she's writing. People exactly. are still complaining. I don't think Sarah feels the pressure to make representation, which, like, is also, like, partly our Because she's a cis hetero white yeah. woman, you know? And she, and I understand it's ignorance. And we haven't, like, put the pressure on for representation until now. Like, I haven't seen, like... When, like, you were reading Throne of Glass, like, obviously, like, you noticed it, but it wasn't, like, a big deal. Like, now, like, that's all people talk about in Akotar and, like, any Sarah J. Mass book. And she's learning from it. Like, there's definitely more, like, POC characters. I don't want to say queer characters because there isn't, but, like, in Crescent City, there's more POC characters. But does she write them correctly? No. Is it just, like, a small thing? And I hate talking to, like, my white friends about this that are, like, oh, but I love, like, I don't know how like, oh, but, like, I love Crescent City. It has so great representation. You can love something and still be critical and of it. And then they're, like, all the bat boys are POCs. And I'm, like, they're literally tan skin girl. Like, come on. No, yeah. And I think, are there any disabled representatives? Like, well, like, no. Tower found question mark, and then yeah. she went back on it, like, as mm-hmm. if disability is something well, to have to be overcome. She, well, like, she didn't fully. go back. She, she, she like, he she, still, he, I don't he still has disabled, it, and he I always like says, gives Sarah the credit fun. for writing a Well, then let's just go ahead and say, if I, re- I never read Tower of but correct me if I'm wrong, Kale is paralyzed, paralyzed from, from the waist, waist down, down, and at the end of Tower and Dawn, he and his partner basically share the pain that he struggles with so that they can both walk and they're able-bodied yeah no but if like his partner Yurene, if anything happens to her he gets very injured it's, and he it's can more like walk. it's more like Yurene. like if you yeah so his whole health is based on Yurene mm-hmm. because Yurene like used her powers like her healing powers to heal him so if Yurene heals a bunch of people like his healing power like it's kind of like I guess, like, because, like, you know how Lorcan always fixes Eileen's ankle? But, like, if Lorcan's not paying attention to fixing Eileen's ankle, Eileen's ankle Oh, I understand. So, Yurina's, like, exerting her power to, like, help 
Kaul at the same time is healing other people. So like in war, she has to like heal a dead person. Like Kaul's done. Like I just really I think that it wasn't it wasn't well written at all. No, it wasn't but I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. That was, was such a missed opportunity. But there I mean, are so many missed opportunities I, in that is book. Is it bad? <laughs> like, I feel like if she had tried to take, like, grasp onto that and be like, oh, yes, I'll play along with this, like, disabled character. Like, I feel like she would have written it so badly. Like, worse than See, she and had. that's the thing, is that she's not even trying. Like, exactly. that's what bothers me, is that we still don't have a protagonist mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. We still don't have a queer protagonist. And, and you see all these other writers, and they've, like, progressed. And exactly. it's just, look at Leah. Leah just oh, lovely. Wait, explain this, Rebecca. Okay, like, starting with Sean on Bone, how many POC characters are there? Zip. No, Roberta! There's so many! <laughs> oh, Shadow and Bone? I thought you meant, like, the first book. Yeah. Oh, there's, um... Yeah, I don't know. Actually, there's no. not many. In, like, the Grishaverse, there's a lot. Well, yeah, and then the TV show adaptation, Like, yes. Ninth House is a Hispanic character who's, like... It's really good representation, like, at the end. And, like, what's the cause? Like, educating yourself for, like, a year or two on a different culture, on a different, like, position And she didn't have to write a culture for... Exactly. Like, you're not... You're not saying. Like, it's this... I think Sarah is rushed right a lot, which Lee is... Like, Lee has learned not to be rushed, but, like, Sarah is rushed to produce... Two books of every series a year. I'm just hesitant to use that as an excuse, no, though. No, that's a, it's not oh, an excuse. No. It's an explanation. I think she doesn't oh, like. Okay. I don't think she like puts that at the top of her list, which she should be. Obviously, like it is very important to like cat- categorize like representation is an important part. But I also think people read Lee's books for that aspect of it, while people are reading Sarah's books for. I the definitely think it's about how it's being sold. Like exactly, it's what it's being marketed as. Like it isn't marketed as like a queer book or like a. Like a no, book with representation. That sounds so right. bad. No, I think she's. I think it's been re- really reinforced that she doesn't need to include people because she's been successful. As so before we finish this episode, I think each of us should say something short to Sarah J. Maas, like really short, just to like summarize how we feel about her books, like the impact they've had on us, good or bad, and just finish it that way. Right, even relationships. The man does not need to be protective over the woman. Yeah, facts. True. Okay. Um, Don't use the scar trope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I will go ahead and say, Sarah J. Mass, your books were very enjoyable when I was at a young age, but they also, you know, what is it called? They exposed me to dangerous tropes about race, ethnicity, and sexuality. And I think that's really harmful, and even though you have been reinforced by your success, I think there's still work and progress that you can do. And that's not to say, like, you need to stop writing, but, like, I think you can do better, and I know that you can, so please do. Sarah, I love your books. Um, but yeah, I think you just need to, like, work on yourself, and maybe just (laughs) educate yourself a little bit more. And, like, I get it, like, it's rough, like, when everyone's, like... Because, like, she's probably, like, she's obviously heard all this criticism and, like, heard everyone, like, telling her that, like, everything that she's, like, doing is wrong. And she is a very, like, okay, I'm just going to stop interrupting you. Yeah, (laughs) geez. (laughs) She's, like, sorry, you're a great author. Like, I love your books. I love all the plot lines. But it's just, like, putting a little more time into your writing and maybe, like, talking to friends around you and, like, friends that have written queer relationships and have written POC characters and seeing what they use and talking to people like Lee that like is a straight cis woman and there's that rumor though that she said something mean to Lee oh yes there is a maybe you can shut up and stop being rude to Lee right now because she's the queen of everyone and like you're nothing I'm joking Sarah I love you Sarah <laughs> um, does have more power please don't sign the book like... that I ordered um but yeah I don't know I think you just should just talk to some authors that have like are in the same position as you that are like white cis women and straight cis women 
and learn from them and see what you can do because this doesn't mean that, like you have to write a whole book about the queer experience, a whole book about the POC experience, but it does mean that you can put a little time into writing like a subplot line where like <laughs> one, like you have so many POVs in your books that like maybe just putting some time to writing a book with one queer character or one POC character and we'll be happy. <laughs> well, I will be happy, but it's a step in the right direction. Okay. So that's it for our show today. To learn more about us, feel free to check out our website, cheesemanpodcast.com or Instagram at cheesemanpodcast. Thank you for listening to us ramble today, and we hope you'll join us for our next episode. That was really well said, Fernanda, your your letter to Sarah. I just wanted to say that.